Hello, everyone. Welcome to Quantum Catechesis. I'm Father Joe Krupp, and you are not. And I want you to immediately notice my shit. And you know why I want you to immediately notice it? Because it is freezing. And I have my sweater, but I wanted you to see the shit before I put on my sweater. Now I'm going to put on my sweater. Yeah? Take off your microphone. You take off your microphone. You're not the boss of me. Hey, I'm going to take off my microphone. So hold on, folks, while I do a quick costume change. It's cold. I got some Oh. There we go. Okay, so everyone, I refuse to turn the heater on. When I lived with Monsignor, or now Bishop Finky, Bishop Jabry, do you know about this? When we lived together, we would have this competition about who's going to turn on the heater, because then they would be the biggest sissy. That's awesome. And that house would get, like, you could hang meat in the living room. And there was one time my mom came over, and she was like, you need to turn the heater on in here. And... um. I got her blankets. I'm like, I will not lose. I will not go gentle into that good night. But so we're in the same boat here. I'm not turning the heat on. I think of every day how much money we save by not turning the heat on. That's, that's what keeps me warm. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning, Dad and I get up in the house, what was it, 56? 56, 57? The house was, which doesn't seem like it would be cold. That's cold. That's cold. And then dad has a tile floor in his bathroom. And all I can say is we didn't need coffee this morning. It was just like, step on that. Woo! I you doing? So uh, we are here in the underground bunker in the freezing conditions. We are basically experiencing the same level of suffering that the first century Christian martyrs were. You're welcome. And speaking of martyrs, we're going to talk about a saint real quick that is not a martyr. See the connection? See how it works? Today in the church, we celebrate St. Jerome, the guy who translated the Bible from Greek to Latin, which turned out to be really important, uh, even though at this time, Latin is a language as dead as it can be. First it killed the Romans, and now it's killing me. That was a rhyme we said in our Latin class at seminary. It, it was my only naughty grade. It was a naughty grade. <sighs> so here we are. Submit those questions. Submit to the Pope. And I'm going to get after him. I was going to tell uh, a funny story today. Oh, one of our acolytes, I won't say who, Cesar, <laughs> walked into the bathroom, and, and our acolytes were cassock and surplus, which, by the way, rookie mistake, go to the bathroom before you put cassock and surplus on. You're welcome. Brought to you by G.I. Joe, a real American hero, and Heinz Ketchup reddish gooey stuff that you shouldn't put on anything. Where's my check? And also brought to you by Celtic Cove Catholic Bookstore because I love those people. So I'm just going to say that. So although Celtic Cove Catholic Bookstore, if we get the billion dollar, like I want the Mel Tucker contract from Heinz for the podcast and then I want to like start, okay. Let's go. We do have a sponsor. Did you hear this? Did you get that text? We have a sponsor, seriously, for our podcast. Uh, Ed just oh, sent this yes. to me. Nice. Yeah. So for those of you who listen to our podcast, Ed Gordon, superstar action figure, hero stats sold separately. Uh, we have, what is it? In the first 24 hours. In the first 24 hours. And I don't want to brag. We made $6, $8.96. So, really? tuition on me. I thought it was $3.50. Oh, wait. As of Wednesday, we've made $8.96. Oh, so, 48 Yeah. So, guys, new truck coming my way, and then we might help kids with tuition or some crap like that. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay. $8.96. So yeah. 
So uh, thank you for all of you listening. What did they say? They said our stats are we have accumulated over 100,000 downloads. Did you hear, see that? Mm-hmm. Holy cow, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> I stink at this. But you know what I think it is? It's my savage good looks. Like when they do podcasts, can they see this? Nope. No? Just when I listen to, like, Joe Rogan, you can see him. Really? Yeah. So you, well, our you don't have to. Yeah. I usually don't. So on the podcast formats, but anybody who watches it on YouTube gets to see you. YouTube. Or Facebook. Yeah. For those of you who don't know how to say YouTube in Hebrew, it's YouTube. <laughs> So we've got some questions, and let's get after them. So uh, first of all, Carrie, this is silly to say. Can you move your little cursor? It's covering up my question. Isn't that funny? Is it? Yeah. Did I move it? No. Carrie's a sinner. It's your cursor. No, my cursor. There, gone. It says Carrie Polarski. It literally says in pink. Did you do that so it's in pink? No. That doesn't seem like a Carrie thing. I have a small Bible that is falling apart. Good sign. Can you remind me of how to properly dispose of this Bible? Yeah, burying it is one way to go. Another way to go uh, is to burn it. Uh, Dig a little hole, though, and burn it in the hole and then cover it, right? Uh, Also, if you're near here, you can bring it to us. We we keep a box of stuff. Um, You can take it to a Catholic funeral home, and they'll slide it under the casket after everybody leaves. Um, they do that a lot for us. Praise God. I love Martin. Although, is it still called Martin or is it only Detroit Cremation Society? Detroit Cremation Society. Okay. Best funeral home ever. This show is brought to you by Detroit Cremation Society. They're the last people to let you down. They earned your business. No? Detroit Cremation Society. People are dying to come in. No. Just want to make an ash out of themselves. They're going to make an ash out of themselves. Uh, Detroit Cremation Society. Sorry about all the coffin. <laughs> it's going to be a long day for you people. Um, so somebody, how many downloads and only nine dollars? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they don't give us a cumulative, no, they right? Said, she said that many because you said a hundred thousand. But oh yeah, we much. just got the sponsor, so the sponsor will only give us. And you know, is it that Buddhist? Did I tell people about this? Yeah. There's a Buddhist school that wants to be our sponsor, <laughs> and I just think that's hysterical. <laughs> I should say something awful about Buddhism and see what happens. I don't know enough to say anything awful. Who was I just telling this to? I'm like, I know a bit about Sikhs, and that's it. Um, but, okay. And they're not Buddhist. And I know if you're in Hollywood, you're Buddhist. Because it sounds really cool. They all say that. Oh, I'm a Buddhist now. <laughs> yeah? Do you fast? <laughs> Steroids don't count. Okay. Someone, as a former high school philosophy teacher, how far can you walk in the woods? Gray. <laughs> Father, do you think the bishops will come out and say, if you vote for Prop Prop 3, is it Proposition 3? Proposition 3, you are committing a sin. I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I cannot predict bishops. I know our bishops in Michigan have been freaking heroic on this topic, and I'm so proud of them. And there's, you know, I'm often proud to be Catholic, and I'm often ashamed uh, uh, of what our tribe does. But this is one where, man, I'm I'm proud, you know, and gosh, maybe, I don't know. I'll quickly mention this. Make sure you are getting your information from a good source. So here's the problem with the people right now who, again, are in the $20 million range just in the state of Michigan, Planned Parenthood alone, okay? They are flooding YouTube and TV with their little ads and they lie. It's what they do. Um, Ectopic pregnancies are not abortions and they have never been considered so until the last couple years when that's something they needed. Um, They keep doing this commercial about uh, what about rape and incest? 
Those are awful things and probably a little bit too awful for them to use as talking points to score in genuine points. Here's the thing. In the U.S., by Planned Parenthood's numbers, that's less than 1% of abortions, 96% are birth control. And there's much better ways to do birth control. So, um, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so what were we on? Oh, it's Proposal 3. I was going to say Proposition 3 doesn't sound right. Yeah. But I think it's the state of California that calls them propositions, right? Do, do I remember this right? I don't know. Okay, Father, I'm having a hard time returning to church since the pandemic. I used to never miss Mass, and now I can't seem to get it together and go. What do I do? Um, you know, you've done the first thing, I think. You've acknowledged the problem. Um, and this is simply part of being human. Virtue is always harder. Uh, if it isn't harder, it probably isn't virtue. I don't know if that's accurate, but I get it. The Lord meets you here, okay? The Lord meets you in this conundrum. And all I can do is keep urging you to act like you wish you felt right? Go to mass. If you've got kids, take your kids. Um, I do think to some extent, and now don't, don't go crazy on me here. We, uh, we really did make an irrational choice as a society out of fear, um, not to quarantine, but to quarantine for that long. Uh, I don't think that's good for our heads. I don't think that's good for our hearts. And all of our, so many of our troubles right now in our country are just kind of paying that debt now. Um, we paid people to not work, flooded the market with money, and now we have runaway inflation. Uh, we crashed the supply chain. And uh, I, I just think we got scared and we don't know how to get unscared. And we need to get unscared uh, at the risk of sounding, and remember, please, I buried family because of this disease. This is not me being heartless or cold, but I think we have to look back now and say, the people fighting for us to stay quarantined, they clearly didn't even believe it, right? How many politicians were filmed? Uh, going out to eat. It was uh, kind of rules for thee, not for me. Um, at some point, uh, we, we made a decision, uh, and, and it wasn't a good one in retrospect. It was made with the best of intentions. But it did set us in some bad habits, and uh, it's time for us to get back in the fight. So let me just say this. Jesus loves you, whether you get to Mass or not. But get to mass, huh? Keep pushing yourself. Keep trying. Don't give up. Don't let shame keep you away, right? Your dad, your heavenly father wants to see you. Uh, is it God's punishment when nature destroys? I tend to think not. Um, I've got this question before. Um, I know, um, hmm, God's a mystery, truly. And I know, like, if you think about a tornado, right, this is Michigan, so that's what we know. If we get a tidal wave here, something has gone horribly awry, yeah? Uh, if we get a hurricane here, it's because of Chuck's sin. But tornadoes are the one we deal with here. And I, I can't help but think how amazing tornadoes are to us, even with all the death and destruction. Can you imagine how amazing a tornado would be if you couldn't die? Right, our preternatural state before the fall. How beautiful these horrific events would be if we could, forgive the phrase, enjoy them without worry of death. And I, that's what I tend to think. Um, I, uh, I'm not sure, because uh, I, I get uncomfortable saying, well, God would never or God always, because I don't know him that well. I love him. I know him as best I can as a flawed and broken person. But um, it just doesn't seem like the way God operates. Uh, the person of Jesus changed our reality. And uh, Jesus didn't kill anybody, but he died for everybody. Uh, that's my thinking.
Father Joe, what's your perfect day off? Ooh, I think books, uh, reading, sleeping, reading. Like, I used to be a very faithful movie guy every Monday, which is my day off theoretically, right? Now, sometimes it's Tuesday, right? We, we've, 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 we can move around a bit. But I used to, like, truly, every Monday, wake up, go have a big breakfast by myself, right? Get a book, go sit in a diner somewhere and eat a big nasty breakfast, and then go to a movie with some priest friends, go to confession, go home and read. Uh, now it's more, I don't know, dad and I drive together. We go see things. Um, what did we do last week? Last week was fun. We did something. Oh, we drove to Detroit uh, to get a baseball. I think reading, it, it, the best part of a day off is reading. Oh. Okay, uh, our priest says it's a mortal sin to vote yes for Proposal 3. Is this wrong? Again, I, mortal sins are funny things, and I'm always, re I'm generally nervous uh, about this habit of some of my brothers to say, if you do A, that's a mortal sin. Because, boy, uh, you need three things simultaneous for something to be a mortal sin. Circums remember, CIA, circumstance, intention, action. Circumstance, you need to be free to not sin. Intention, your intention needs to be evil or apathetic. Uh, action, the action needs to be grave. I think if you look at proposal three, the action is grave. We hit that. I think circumstance, you're free. You're absolutely free to vote against this. But when we get to intent, that's where we get in trouble. Uh, people have been lied to and lied to so incredibly effectively by a multi-million dollar industry um, that there are going to be people who truly believe they're doing the right thing when they are objectively doing the wrong thing. This is how I see it. So to say it's a mortal sin, uh, only if you know it's wrong and you don't care. That's tough to pull off. Bishop Morlino, who no one in his life ever accused of being some kind of wild-eyed liberal, uh, always said mortal sins are actually quite hard to commit. Um, because it's generally rare that we think, well, that's wrong. I know it and I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway and have a, a, um, an action with it that's, I don't know, am I making sense? Mm -hmm. I think here's the key. And for those of you sick of talking about this, I'm so sorry, but guys, you have to understand, this is the battle, right? And we are, by, by secular standards, unarmed. We don't have money. We don't have the, the social media platforms eating out of our hand like they do, right? Did you read this about Google? Google changed their entire search engine for the state of Michigan so that when you look up pregnancy help centers, when you look up abortion clinic, pregnancy help centers don't come up anymore. They used to. Um, and why did they change it? Well, because they were told to by their political masters. They don't want freedom. They want uniformity. And I truly believe Google is the most dangerous thing in our country right now. I do, not just because of that, for a million reasons. Uh, but be this as it may, uh, again, Dad and I, last night, we like to watch documentaries on YouTube. Get this, every commercial we saw was uh, pro-abortion or gambling. That was it. Uh, and what are we being told? everything except the only question that matters. Does a woman have a human in her womb or not? Th that's it, right? If it's not human, yeah, fair game. Do what you gotta do. Although you can't abort a puppy, by the way. Uh, if it's not a human, when does it become one? And how do we determine that? Those are the only questions that matter, right? That, that's it. Your rights stop at another human's right to exist. 
Hey? And we know now, science helps us, and we now have discovered what causes conception. Yeah? It is completely avoidable. Now, what does that mean when the mother's life is in danger? Something totally different than birth control. And we get that. But your choice that they're offering you in Proposal 3 is the most extreme and radical thing possible. And they're doing what they do every time. They're telling you, it doesn't say that. And then as soon as that law gets passed, I guarantee they'll say it. Look at what's happening with all the transgender uh, things with our kids. What was the first defense? Oh, that's never happening. Now they've moved to, oh, it's a good thing that it's happening. Do you get it? This is how it works. And I think we're so stuck in conservative versus liberal, and we have so enslaved ourselves to both of those demonic institutions that if we've decided for the liberals, well, then this is what they tell us. So that's what we're doing, just like the right does with immigration, just like the right does with, I don't know, jumping into a war every two years, just, you know, right? Both sides make these awful decisions and we spend all our times obeying them. Yes, what they tell me is true. Okay, if you want, you want to be that guy, you gal, you be that guy or gal. But if you, you know, and again, every time, what does this movement bring up? All the rare exceptions, right? Rape and incest and help of the mother. Don't get me started on rape and incest, okay? But how cruel to use people's pain as a means to score your political point. But health of the mother is a totally different situation than the 96% of the 2,800 abortions carried out in our country every day. I'm sorry to go, I turn it, I didn't mean to go off on this, but we have been lied to and we have been lied to so well, and so many good-hearted, beautiful people. Oh, Father, we can change the law. It won't end abortions. What other thing do we apply that to? What other? Yeah, it's against the law to steal. People still steal. But it turns out there's tremendous value in calling something that is wrong, wrong and saying, you shouldn't do that. Well, what about effectiveness? You know, oh, it's gonna move it to the back alleys. It's already in the back alleys. And again, what other thing do we do that with? Well, sure, we could make it illegal to steal, but then people are just gonna steal in back alleys. What, what are you talking about? Is it a human or is it not? And if it's a human, your rights stop there. That's just common sense. And, and, and we do this, think about it. When a woman's pregnant, we don't say, oh, look at that fetus she's carrying around. When is that fetus gonna turn into a baby? There's nothing about this position that makes sense. Well, you can't say you're pro-life if you aren't blah, blah, blah. Okay, but you can't say you're pro-life if you're for this. What does that have to do with anything? It's all diversions. There's one question that matters. Are we talking about a human or not? Ah. Ah. I'll stop. Are the policymakers pushing these laws committing mortal sin? Yeah, I think so. I can't fathom a situation where they're doing this in innocence. I can't. I can't fathom a situation because what's driving this is money in our abject worship of sex, right? People, oh, Americans aren't religious. Oh, we worship sex and we will sacrifice children and marriages on that altar and never even think about it. We'll sacrifice our dignity. Just yesterday, uh, a huge article in a secular journal that the explosion of sexually transmitted diseases in our country is now a crisis. 
it's a crisis. What have, we all, what have we done for the last 40 years of our sexual revolution with a body count higher than anyone outside of Russia's revolution? What do we do with it? Oh, here, there's this medicine. Well, now all these strains of gonorrhea and all these others are totally resistant to the medications. You know, AIDS diagnosis went up 17% in the last five years. Uh, this is what this is about. And again, for those of you listening who are like, well, I had to have an abortion to save my life. I get these emails. And again, I'm so sorry. And I get it. The church will never, has never said you have to die to carry a baby. Never. Well, what about my ectopic pregnancy? I'm so sorry. That's not an abortion. And the people who tell you it is are lying because they make a ton of money off of this. And I'm sorry, I hate talking about this, but I feel this in my soul, guys. I am in a dark place some days watching these beautiful Catholics barf up these answers on their keyboards that have nothing to do with the only question that matters. Are we talking about a human? If not, when does it become one? And how did you decide that? And if we actually had a rational starting point, like if you say to me, 12 weeks, first time there's a heartbeat, we say that's a human. Okay, I'm with you. Let's do that. Uh, let's, uh, that will cut the body count huge. It's not perfect, but that's not what Proposition 3 says. Ah, okay, I'll stop. Oh, and now you guys are <laughs> asking me questions and I won't say, okay, didn't God basically say it's a human the moment you become pregnant? When he had the angel tell Mary she was having a son and the Holy Spirit, he didn't say you have something inside of you that will become human. He said you're having a son. Yeah, now this is a religious argument and I'm all for it. But our stance against this isn't necessarily religious. Well, you can't impose your values. I'm not. This is common sense. This is a human value. If we can't get it in our heads that when you have sex, you might have a child, and that if you didn't want that child, the answer isn't to take its life. I don't need God to tell me that. I'm glad he told me that. And because I'm Catholic, I believe what you said. But I know I don't live in a Catholic country. And I can be at peace in a multicultural society if it, what bothers me at least makes sense. Yeah, I hope that helps. I hope that didn't sound dismissive of your question. It's just that's the new thing. Oh, Christian nationalism, a phrase you never heard until that memo got leaked that Roe v. Wade was going to probably be overturned. And all of a sudden you hear it all. This is Christian nationalism. No, it's not. This, you don't need Christianity to say when a sperm meets an egg... A lot of times that makes a baby. And we all know that now. Yeah? I think it came out two years ago. Oh, okay. I'll behave. Can we not talk about this anymore? I get so sad. I mean, deeply, like to my, because again, if this was a rational proposition, like, yeah, people of goodwill can argue the heck out of this. That'd be great. We say anything up to 14 weeks. I hate it but I can deal because it's reality. I live in a culture that doesn't, isn't Catholic. Great. I actually like that. Um, but it is such a ludicrous proposition. And I'm telling you, if it passes, you remember all the things that people are telling you this law will allow. And I guarantee, guarantee, guarantee they're going to do it. How many lawyers have stepped forward and said, oh, sure, it doesn't say explicitly blah, 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 but look at this passage. You know, how many times? They don't use the word doctor. They use the word medical professional. Why do you think? Why, why was it so hard to put the word doctor? Because they'll make more money if a medical professional can do it. It's that simple. Oh. And by the way, what is it? $650 million of your tax dollars funds Planned Parenthood. 
right? Trump, the most pro-life president supposedly ever, gave, made sure Planned Parenthood got more money than Obama did. Think about that. It's all money. And it's your money. Okay. Do you think the church will begin offering the blood of Christ soon or again? God help me, not this one. Isn't that terrible? Do you know that as a priest, since the church decided priests have to purify the vessels, this is the longest I've gone without getting a sinus and lung infection. Do you know that? I got three a year, every year. Ask my folks at my last parish assignment. I was like, all right, this is number two, right? I got number one in January, number two somewhere around June, and number three somewhere around uh, November. And it was because I am drinking everybody's germs. I'm sorry. And we were all drinking each other's germs. And so um, forgive me. Uh, but I think this is the reality we're going to roll with for a while. And I'm sorry. I am. Uh, I'm sorry that this is our reality. Uh, but, you know, and I do. Oh, by the way, I do pray about it. Not every day, to be honest. It slips my mind most times. Lord, if you want me to get after it, you got to tell me and I'll do it. Of course I will. But I have to tell you. It's been extraordinary to not get sick every three or four months. Um, and by the way, you're not getting sick as much. I don't know if you all noticed. Okay. Turns out that little cloth isn't. <laughs> Do you know Lori O'Day made a great point to me? I never thought of this. She said that cloth isn't for germs. It can't do anything about germs. That cloth is about the precious blood. And I'm like, of course. Never thought of that. Okay. Um, guys, I'm sorry I went off. I am. No, 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 okay. No. It's just, okay, stop. Uh, my roommate asked me what to do with a Bible given to him by the Mormons. Do we treat those scriptures with the same respect as our Bible or not? And what if it is combined with a Book of Mormon? Okay. So... It's a little complicated. See if I explain this well. I don't have any respect for the Book of Mormon. Okay? To me, it's just a book. But I do have respect for my Mormon brothers and sisters. So I would treat it with respect, not because of the book, but because of them. Yeah? Does that make sense? Really? Oh, yay. Okay. Um, and we all have things like that, things that are important to us, but objectively to anybody else. Like, I have a picture. Uh, where did it go? I think it's actually in here. I just cleaned out this drawer. Oh, okay. This camera? I have a picture of me, mom, and dad. That's my mommy and my daddy, and I am the one in the middle. Hold on, it's not working well. Try this one. What if I do this? Does this help? Oh, yeah, it does, actually. Um, oh, all right, this one? This one. Yep. Okay. So, you know, it's just a picture, right? Uh, and it doesn't mean much to you, and I get it. Uh, but it means a ton to me. Yeah? That was shortly after I got ordained. <clears throat> In fact, it was the day after I got ordained. So that picture means a lot to me. Um... I'm a very pretty man, and I could look at me all day. <laughs> also, mom and dad are in it. Uh, but other people wouldn't just throw this, you know, see it and go, ah, blah, blah, because they know it's important to me. And I feel that way about the Book of Mormon. It doesn't have any value to me. Um, but Mormon people are children of God. I don't think they're Christian, uh, but I think they're trying to be, uh, many of them. I don't know how to explain it. So what would I do with the Book of Mormon? I'd bury it or burn it. Yeah. And again, not because it's sacred to you, but because it is to them. And plus, I don't want anyone else to have it. One less of those out there. Is that terrible? Okay. Who was the guy who burned the Quran? Do you remember that? And then died. 
Yeah, they'll kill you. Mormons will just get irritated. The Muslims will kill you for it sometimes. Uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. How can I develop the nerve to go to confession more often? I go one time a month, but I feel I should go twice a month as I can be a big sinner at times. You know, once a month is good. It is. Uh, once a month is plenty. Uh, if you feel called to go twice a month, um, how do you get the nerve? Well, I, I don't mean to be funny. If you've got the nerve to go once a month, you've got the nerve to go twice a month, I think. Yeah? Um, and again, we might be getting into that uh, mortal sin thing. But if we're talking about, you know, like sometimes... Oops, am I covering my mic? No. Sometimes... Uh, hmm, no, I don't get into that. Okay. Let me know what you mean. But I think if you've got the nerve to go once a month, you can muster up the nerve to go twice a week. If you're worried about bothering the priest, dear sweet Lord, don't, don't not go because of that. Like, here's some don'ts, if this helps, for confession. It's just happened to us, right? We listened. We listened. We prayed confessions, Father Lay and I, for about an hour and 15 minutes, and then we had Mass. Remember this? Someone charged in three minutes before Mass, yeah, and demanded confession from the priest who was getting suited up for Mass in three minutes. And so Mass started late, and you're going to laugh, but that meant the next thing started late that was in church, which meant the next thing's... I'm not kidding. That's rude. Uh, that's, that's a sin, and you should confess it next time you go to confession and maybe show up on time. That's rude, right? And sometimes we do it because we think, oh, it's, I've got a mortal sin. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but maybe part of your penance is since you couldn't get there on time to forego communion and make sure you're on time the next time there's confession. Because we do have a ton here. It's not like we offer confession 15 minutes before the Saturday Mass. We got 10 hours a week between our two parishes where, confession, where we're hearing confessions. Um, if you are in line and you went two weeks ago and you look and there's 50 people behind you, it's a good time to get out of line. Yeah? Let other people have their shot. Those are ways to think about it, right? So if you're thinking that way, like, am I being selfish? I doubt you're being selfish. Dear Lord, going to confession is a good thing. But if you're worried about that, just check out the line. If the line's obscene, yeah, forego it, right? Uh, is this, I don't know, am I explaining this well? Yes. I'm a little wild today. The whole abortion thing got me all wound up. That's Carrie's fault. you guys see how it's Carrie's fault? Did you know that the hot dog stand um, where Jesus eats was back years ago called Hot Dog Heaven? See? See? That question was brought to you by the hot dog stand in Grand Blank. Better than anywhere else. Although they are opening a beer garden. Did you hear this in Grand Blank? Uh, I don't know that how might... it's going to take, but... Pardon? I don't know how long. Oh, I'll bet you it takes forever. Yeah. The city council but I'm is. I'm very excited. <laughs> you want to bring jobs and taxes? No. <laughs> Are your bushes green? We might have had an incident. <laughs> is prayer during yo while doing yoga bad? Does that taunt the devil? Our church was doing weekly rosary with yoga. Yeah, I, you know, I get stuck on this. And so let me say this about that. I'm quoting my brother Paul. That's one of his great lines. Let me say this about that. And what's the other one? He says irrelevantly or ir, irregardlessly. Right. Isn't that great? He'll go irregardlessly. Um, I think, if you're doing yoga stretches while praying your rosary, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, a lot of, uh, 
when the yogic stretches, when, when they're just stretches that happen to be in this category we call yoga, uh, one of the bishops I talked to said, well, that's just stretches, Joe. You know, it's the channeling your chakra. It's the, all these kind of what we used to call new age terms. I don't know if we still do. Those are from hell, and we, you know, we don't want anything to do with those. Uh, well, I don't know if they're from I don't know. They're not Christian. They're not Catholic. So yoga stretches with the rosary, I assume, is good. But be sensitive if you're, and ask the Lord, Lord, if you want me to not do this, you've got to stop me. And he will. When you give God that freedom, Right? I am so much warmer with the sweater on. It was frigid, but my hands are still freezing. This is awesome. Yeah. Ah, I'm not doing a good job today. Sorry. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm not supposed to say that. Sorry. Don't say that, Joe. I'm doing a fantastic job. You actually are. Man, I love me. All right. Uh, did, which... Do you know when the laity will be able to present the gifts to the altar during Mass? I think they do. You know how we have people come. We're actually working on... Oh, do you mean a holy family? Yes. Oh, yeah, we're working on it. You know, it's it's oddly harder than you think. Uh, and I say that. It, it's kind of funny. Particularly in a parish this size, a few things happen. Who will bring up the gifts? Nobody. Or 10 families. And if you have the same family doing it too much, then there starts to be some of this. Can I tell yeah. you the honest truth? No. Yeah, sure. We're lacking in ushers. Yeah. And ushers are the backup for people signing up to do that. Yeah. So we need to fill the ushers before we fill that. Yeah. No, Is I know, because everybody wants to bring up the gifts until they're scheduled. <laughs> then they can't make that mass. Right. Uh, and it's just, I know it sounds funny, but my first year here, I was like, good Lord, this is wild. Uh, because you had this phenomenon of, well, who's bringing up the gifts? I don't know. I've been here an hour, right? Uh, well, the family that was supposed to didn't show up. And then it becomes a thing. Yeah, I know. It is. It, you'd be surprised how wild it is. And then you do. You always got that one family. It's like, heck, we'll do it. And the third time they do it, Father, why are the Johnsons always bringing up the gifts? Oh, great. Are you going to bring them up? Oh, no. <laughs> For those of you not seeing, I just rolled my eyes. Anyway, we need ushers. We need ushers. Yes. We need people to ush. <laughs> Be alert. The world needs more alerts. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I think I answered this one. Oh, you do? Right, a few weeks ago? Okay. Let me ask. Well, it's a new question today. Which what? This one. About the events that we celebrate during Holy Week? Oh, did you? It's a new question. Oh, all right. I'll do this again. For those of you who already heard the answer to this question, I don't care. <laughs> uh, did the events we celebrate during Holy Week, beginning with Palm Sunday, actually happen within the span of a week? In some ways, I struggle with the crowds cheering and welcoming Jesus on Palm Sunday and then calling for his condemnation by the end of the week. Two things. We assume not a week. Uh, but if I may be so bold, I totally get. But to me, that's super believable. That on Palm Sunday, they're calling him a hero and cheering him on and five days later saying, kill him. And I don't mean to be funny. I learned that working at MSU with coaches. Um, Tom Izzo is a god. And then he loses a game. We got fire Izzo. And it's the same people. Uh, and, and I know that sounds funny, and it is objectively funny. I mean, do you remember on Twitter the big thing, build the statue for Coach D'Antonio? Build the statue. Uh, greatest coach we've ever had. And now, you, again, same thing. People are like, oh, he sucked. <laughs> are, are we recovering from the D'Antonio era? You mean the one where we're the winning as program in the Big Ten for 10 years? Yeah, I guess we're recovering, right? People are nuts, seriously. And the worst thing you can do to four people, and as a priest I know this well, is not meet their expectations, 
right? That's the worst. Uh, I think I told you that's a struggle for priests. If you can get a priest in a heartbreak moment, he'll tell you everybody says they love you and then they don't. As soon as you don't do what they want, the same people saying, oh, we love you, Father. <laughs> Try to see if you'll say it when I don't do what you want. Yeah, it's tough. And I'm sure I do that to people. It's part of our human nature. Uh, we are self-obsessed. And we would never say that about ourselves. Oh, we are, right? C.S. Lewis has this. If you ever get a chance, his chapters on pride and in the book, uh, Mere Christianity, he talks about this a lot. We're so prideful that we don't even recognize our pride. But in our heads and in our reality, huh, it all revolves around me. Yeah, you know? So for whatever it's worth, I can totally, that's the part I get. Uh, totally, because Jesus ruined their expectations. Like, you know why they were throwing palm branches down, right? They, they didn't want his feet touching soil that was occupied by the Romans. Yeah, he's coming to drive out the Romans. Anyone? Jesus' primary concern is our souls, not our political situation. Um, he was there to save us from sin and death, not the Romans. And by the way, he was there to save the Romans. Uh, whoo. Yeah. You know, if I learned anything uh, in the last six years, not agreeing with people's politics can absolutely get you killed. Now today, it's not like before where it was literally killed, but boy, um, it'll get you killed in every other way. Canceled. Canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that's helpful. But no, I, t I tend not to believe that it happened, and I don't think they intended us to read it as it happened Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right? Uh, for a lot of reasons that I covered, I think, just a couple weeks ago. You did. So I hope that's helpful. Um, and to be clear, I could be totally wrong. I'm wrong all the time. It's a gift. How should we differ from when we should in... Ooh, I don't understand that. How should we differ? Oh, I'll bet you it's differentiate. Yeah. How should we differentiate from when we should engage in conversation with someone who is attacking our faith and when we should not? Yeah. I tend to think, and I stink at this, if it's internet, I try not to engage. I don't engage 99% of the time. On the times I do, it's because I'm really irritated. Yeah. Um, I just did this Pastor Newberg, who is a saint. I love that beautiful human being. He's a Lutheran minister, and he used to have the parish next to me at St. Mary on the Lake. And uh, just the other day, he posted something kind of lovely about standing for life. And this guy wrote a response about, you know, us religious people and our fairy tales and how stupid it was. So I corrected a spelling for him. <laughs> uh, you know, because there's nothing better than someone calling you stupid but using the wrong your and spelling fairy tales wrong like three times. It was awesome. And then he said something back, and I said, no, I remember my first Dawkins book. Uh, you can always tell the ones that read Dawkins because they're just enraged, but they can't really do anything but call you, you know, fairy tales and spaghetti sky monster. And I was like, all right, whatever. I read a book. It went well. Oh, I <laughs> mine. So I just try not to because they're not face to face and they're not brave. Uh, they're they're going to be braver, not face to face. The only comfort I have is that's exactly what I would have said to that guy face to face. I know me, right? But of course, you can't spell your while you're talking. <laughs> he kept doing that instead of you are y o u r e. He kept y o u r. I'm like, bro, it ain't hard. <laughs> you know, it ain't hard, really. You, you can look that one up. Oh, and he made a lot, one word. I'm like, a lot's two words. 
I can be petty. What were we talking about? Oh, what about face-to-face? -face? Oh, I think face-to-face, -face, there's almost always value. Um, and the key there is to not let them keep changing the topic. It's just like the abortion thing, right? So if I'm face-to-face -face and I know the person and they're well, like, I don't believe in God because if God is all good and God is all powerful, why do bad things happen to good people? And to me, that's an excellent question. But it's not about whether there's a God or not. It's whether you like that God or not, if there is one. Yeah? A God I can explain is not a God. It's just a smart human. There is mystery to God, or he's not God. And we can have a marvelous discussion but if our starting point, well, I don't believe in God because of this bad thing that happened, that's where I get a little stuck. And I tend to do the old, well, that has nothing to do with God exists. It has to do with whether you like this God or trust him. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so if, if it's face to face uh, and they seem good natured and open, yeah, let's have some fun. You know, uh, if they're just raging and quoting a book they didn't understand, uh, let it go. Pray for them. Pray for them. Belief in God, if their supposition is that belief in God is stupid, don't waste your time. Right? I can understand not believing in God. Totally. Totally. I don't understand pretending it's stupid to believe there is one. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Okay. The type of work one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What type of work is considered sinful versus not for the obligation of resting on Sunday slash Sabbath? Mm. Isn't that a, oh, yummy goodness. It is understandable for those whose jobs oblige them to work, but I'm referring to those whose jobs do not have them working on Sunday. Yeah, okay, so that's a great distinction. Boy, this is tight. I like this. I want to be, this is where I can be hardline, overly hardline, I think, sometimes, and overly gentle others. Here's where I'm overly hardline. If your job doesn't require you to work on Sunday, you should not work on Sunday. You should not work on Sunday because you need more money. Yeah, that day belongs to the Lord. Um, now, of course, this doesn't apply to, you know, cops, nurses, uh, I don't know, COs. Um, there's tons of people, I think. But like if you're working at a grocery store on Sunday, I think that's a problem. I do. Um, and I also understand you might not have any freedom. Your boss might be like, oh, no, I am sorry you misunderstood. You are working on Sunday or you weren't working anymore. Okay, that's different. You're not free. Yeah, you know, freedom's a key here. You have to be free to not sin for something to be a sin. But if it's just like, well, hey, we'll pay you double overtime if you pop in on Sunday. No, thanks. That's where I get hard line. You should say no. What the hey? Right? Well, that father, that's a sacrifice. Yeah. Do you remember Jesus' sacrifice? That worked out real good for you and me. And again, sacrifice, as I always say, I think, is the, one of the best tools in our arsenal. We're fighting the devil. The devil is limited to power. And because he's limited to power, he can't do anything about sacrifice. He is powerless against it. So, yeah, take that bullet. My dad did. Uh, every, I, I, every, I know for a fact, you know. By the way, Chuck, I need you to work Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be awful? It's like, did you see that one where some congressperson said, minimum wage should be $20 an hour no matter what? And then right below it, the first reply was someone, well, you're hiring at 14-something an hour. They, he, he listed that senator's job posting, and they were hiring people at 14-something an hour. It was hysterical. What else did you ask? Oh, when it comes to Sunday. So I think this is right. I'm not 100% sure. And believe it or not, I've really worked on this because I've heard this question a lot. 
what it seems to me is like, for example, one time I was talking to a person who said, I love gardening and I shouldn't do it on Sunday. I'm like, well, no, if you love gardening, garden for the Lord on Sunday, mm -hmm. right? You're going to laugh. I love folding laundry. I do. And dad and I manufacture a lot of laundry. And Sunday is a day I like to put on a baseball game and fold clothes. That makes me happy. Um, I don't know why. It just does. Uh, so I tend to think, well, that's not work. And seriously, I'm doing it for dad and for me. And I say, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I, what don't I like? I don't like really doing dishes. I don't hate it, but I won't do dishes then, right? Uh, just because that's work. I don't think of it like, hey, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna do the dishes. But I do think, I'm gonna fold the laundry, yeah? I think if it's something you enjoy and that brings you life, yay, praise God. Um, you're honoring the Lord. But if it's, well, I gotta, I gotta, like, I don't think you should move on Sunday. I don't. And if you like moving, you need therapy. Uh, <laughs> my question won't help you because you're probably going to hell anyway. But uh, all kidding aside, I think you should avoid that. Uh, but I think you should focus on God by going to Mass, your family by being together. And then if there's something you just love to do that other people, like if gardening, again, the reason I use that is because I hate it. I hate when we had a garden, remember this day? Like that was torturous. Like it was like, son, if you don't do this, we'll have to kill you. And I'd sit and think, would I rather be dead? <laughs> I, I, you know, cause that was a legit question for me, you know? Uh, but like, if you love gardening and that makes you happy, make sure you say to yourself, right? Jesus, I'm doing this for you. This is your beautiful creation. And I'm doing just what you said. I'm dominating it and submitting it, right? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ruling over what you have made. Yay. But like me, and I'm all kidding aside, I should never work on a garden on Sunday because I hate that. If you hate folding clothes, you shouldn't fold clothes on Sunday. I love it. So I do. Yeah, really? That helped? Okay. Whew. My son feels like God sent him a ruptured appendix and a hurricane as a sign or maybe punishment. Sorry. My son feels like God, yeah, sent him a ruptured appendix and a hurricane is a sign or punishment. I'm writing a note to him. What do advice do I give him? That's not how God works. Um, uh, I mean, I say that gently, but um, will God cause a ruptured appendix? Again, I got to be open. Yeah, he could, I guess. Will God use one? Yes. <laughs> well, can God, is God unbelievably adept at taking horror and turning it into beauty? Yeah. I think I told you this story, but one of my priest friends, there was a hurricane and I want to say one of the Carolinas. Could a hurricane hit a Carolina? Oh, yeah. Okay. So one did uh, in the past and it absolutely obliterated these homes. He went down there to do ministry, right? And his primary work was with the emergency responders. Like what they saw was messing them up. A ton of death, ton of destruction. He told me, and I don't wanna say his name just in case, cause I don't sure. know if he intended this private. What blew him away was a week after, right? All these people are in these kind of communal areas and they're getting food and blankets and he's running around and counseling and praying with them. He's a counselor. And he said, you wouldn't believe how many people told him that in the midst of the horror of it all, two things blew them away. One is how much everyone was helping. And you ready for number two? He swore this is true. I don't have all that crap anymore. He was shocked. He said almost, and frankly, these were very wealthy people who were like, all that crap I had in my basement is gone and there's a weird relief. Mm -hmm. 
So that was horror. People died. Lives were ruined. And for some people, God was able to make beauty. You know? Mm-hmm. I think when we talk about a hurricane and we have that sense of awe and wonder about the world God created. And I hope we also have an awe and wonder about the humans he made, running around like crazy people, helping, sacrificing, giving. Think about this. If your son was alive a hundred years ago or more, he's dead. Now he has a ruptured appendix and he's home in a day or two and fine. Um, Wow. I don't believe God sent him those things. I think those things happened. And I think God can make beauty out of them if your son will let him. Oh, patron saint of ruptured. Oh, no, that's ruptured spleens. Never mind. St. Drogo was the patron saint of ruptured spleens. I've told you that story, right? That when he got to heaven, I'm sure the other, it's like, okay, good news, bud. You are going to be named a saint. Oh, great. Hey, am I the patron of my home village or of, no, 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 ruptured spleens. Really? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> of what? Yeah, ruptured spleens. What's a spleen? Well, they don't know yet. But someday in the future, they're going to discover the spleen and find out that sometimes it ruptures and you're going to be that guy. Okay. Thanks, fellas. We're really excited about the ruptured spleen thing. I mean, they go, good news, you're a saint. Bad news, ruptured spleens. Do you know what else he's the patron saint of? Ugly people. Seriously. Look it up. Drogo, D-R-O-G-O. My patron. Okay. Um, from Brenda? Yeah, just read the question. Hello, Father Joe. Can you give any insight into the confirmation Super Saturday happening tomorrow? It's happening tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's gonna be oh, just that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, guys. This is going to be awesome. Here's the thing. When you get to confirmation prep, it is, an again, just like the, the what do you call those? Gift doers. It's so tough. Um, there's confirmation preps that are 72 weeks of, you know, manual labor and by work you will be free. Uh, and there's confirmation programs that are so boring, you, you pray the Holy Spirit just ends everything. What our team really tried to make was something punchy, right? Something centered on a simple idea. You're gonna meet Jesus. You're gonna meet Jesus. And it's not gonna be, here's a ton of information about the Holy Spirit for you to memorize. Instead, it's, we're gonna give you an encounter with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the best way to go. I really do. And I'm very excited. You know, you'll need to be patient. It's our first one. And you've always got to work out kinks, you know, on the first one. Uh, The third one will be perfect. (laughs) So you're getting confirmed at the wrong time. (laughs) No, all kidding aside, you know, right? Be be flexible and be patient and and really try to enter it. And I I think it's going to blow you away. I, when I saw the plan, I was geeked out. I was. Yeah. Oh, is it time to go? Okay, so I've got a wedding anyway. So uh, I have to end because of the time and because my wife will be furious. Oh, oh, let me show everyone my new glasses. Very nice. I know. Uh, Do you know that the Latin word, do you know this about, we call these, they used to, I don't know if people call them spectacles anymore. That's from the Latin for to see. Oh. It's where we get the word spectators. It means to look, actually, not to see. To spectate is to look in Latin. That's why they're called spectators. That's why these are called spectacles. True story. Nice. And do you know that then about the word respect? We say you need to respect someone. Well, re means again. Spectare means to look. They're saying you need to look at someone again. Right? See who they are. 
Isn't that powerful? Yeah. I love the language. Yeah. All righty. I even did this, and I don't know why. I think because Latin, I think of Italy, I think I eat don't. Okay. What are we doing? We're going to pray. Yes. All right. So, folks, thanks for hanging with me today. I feel like I was a little saucier than usual, but the whole, oh, people are happy? Good. And um, for those of you who don't like my positions on abortion or what, thanks for hanging in there with me. Uh, and... Um, Obviously, I pray you change your mind. Yeah? And if you're convinced I'm wrong, pray I change mine. Uh, but I'm right. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Okay. Salad pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for today. And in here in Michigan, Lord, what a beautiful day. Uh, sunshine and... We know we won't be getting much sun soon, so thank you for this. Today, I ask you to bless the couple whom, whose vows I will witness, bless their life together. And Lord, we ask you to be with everyone who mourns today in a very special way, be close to them. And Lord, you, you, you were there. You heard when we talked about this young man who's struggling with a ruptured spleen and with the hurricane and for all of the people struggling with these things, Lord, please speak to their heart. Tell them the truth, that you don't desire anyone to suffer. We live in a broken world and we are broken ourselves and because of that, there will be pain until you come again. And so until then, help us be brave. Father, protect the state of Michigan from this uh, Proposal 3. And Lord, we're asking you to speak to the hearts of people and tell them the truth and to remind them that life matters. And Father, for any of the questions where I got the answer wrong, please correct me. And please minimize any damage as a result and for all those I got right thank you thank you today I uh, thank you in a special way for all these beautiful people who tune in every week who listen every week who, who walk with me and who let me walk with them Lord you know those people we love very much and we worry about and you know all those circumstances in our lives that cause us to fret. Well, we give all of it to you, Lord, because we love you so much and we trust you. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pray for the Spartans tomorrow. I'd pray for the Wolverines, but they don't need it. They're just steamrolling everybody. And we're going to, uh, I don't know what else to say, except my Kung Fu is strong, and I'll see you next week. Peace. Is it over? No, it's never.